Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Guys, welcome back. Episode four of Playing Out from the Back. Um, joined by the usual back line of Mo Spencer and Aaron White and myself, Sam Morgan. Um, going to be kicking off today, going through um, the VAR decisions in Arsenal-Liverpool. We'll be covering our underrated, overrated players in the Premier League, as well as um, looking into Pep Guardiola, uh, myth or legend, and as well as going through our predictions um, from last week and letting you know where we are going to put our hat um, for the next fixtures. Um, so, guys, nice to have you back. Um a lot of things have obviously kicked off again. Um, I reckon we could start having a show um, purely on handballs and penalties. Um, <laughs> but we, we won't do that to the listeners. We will use another thing that does obviously play its part with the handball decisions. And that is VAR. Um, and one game that kind of stood out that maybe didn't show its consistency, should we say, um, was the Arsenal-Liverpool game. Um Aaron, for you, what what did you think was the 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 good use and the bad uses of it in in that game? Uh, can't really think of many good uses to be honest. Uh, bad use. Firstly, I'd, how on earth is Mane still on the pitch after that elbow or the punch, mm. whatever you want to call it, forearm? Like that's for me. That's a blatant red card. Uh, there's intent. Mm. In, for me, he knows exactly what he's doing there. Uh, I've seen red cards given for way less for, through bad refereeing or just through VAR itself. Uh, the ref on Monday for me was extremely poor anyway. Uh, but I don't even want to hear any arguments about that. There's there's no argument for me. That's a red all day long. And for me, that stood out as one of the worst. I know there's a few bad moments for, for football with regards to VAR and handball over the weekend. But for me, that was probably the worst one. Yeah. I um, with, the, with the Mane one, I just think um, 
I think Tierney was just too honest. Um, he stayed on his feet, didn't make a meal of it. And I was saying to a few people um, throughout the throughout last couple of days, I was saying, if that was David Luiz and there was a big scream and he was rolling around on the floor, because it, it didn't even at the time, it didn't even seem like they um, went back and, and overlooked it, like had a look at it. It just it all so seemed quick. to just move on. I saw the yellow card get brandished. He didn't didn't have his finger to his ear. Um, you know, it was it was just all so it was just all so quick. So it, it was quite surprising on that one. But I mean, um, even towards the end with the um, with the with the Jota goal, I know there was a uh, a chance that there could have been a handball on that. But again, in that game, VAR didn't even really check it. It was all like it was it was a pretty smooth game in terms of referee listening out for. Um, uh, messages from the VR, VAR hub. It just seemed to just just cruise through the game without none of that really, um, which was quite strange. But um, yeah, I mean, some games you get in every moment, like um, the Eric Dyer handball over the weekend, the Joel Ward handball over the weekend. It's like big moments in every other game. But that game, Arsenal-Liverpool, it just seemed to, to stream through with with nothing from VAR. I think you're, you're bang on there. I think that's the thing. When you when it comes to big decisions that are really going to affect the outcome of a game, they have to mm. be looked at and reviewed. And that means that, like you say, even if the referee has missed it, there is mm. some little troll in front of a screen somewhere, <laughs> no, in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> that can surely whisper in the ref's ear. Not only yeah. that, where Marnay's was, let's not forget the linesman were right, very no. close as well, right? Yeah. So you've got two Herberts that have potentially not seen it and some <laughs> absolute terror up in the up in the <laughs> skies with all his screens and fancy replays and all the lines he can draw under the sun using paint. And <laughs> he can't he can't spot that. Forget yeah. you can be you can be honest, you can not be honest. It doesn't matter. He struck him in the face. Not even yeah. close. Then Mane had the audacity to be tapping his shoulder. Get out of here. <laughs> Honestly, I really, I could get into it. And you, all you Liverpool fans who think that I'm coming at you, yeah, I am again, because you lot that, that weren't a red. Get out of here. I'm going, I'm going in early. But <laughs> listen, I, I just think now it's like, we look at that, yeah, Jota handball. Why have we not looked at I thought every goal got, I thought every goal got reviewed. So what? Yeah. You didn't, you didn't see that? Because they're saying, oh, his, his hands were down by his side. But it's like, actually, if his hand isn't there, he controls that. And I thought it was, if the ball strikes your hand, it's handball. Yeah. That's the whole point of the fact that defenders have got to almost be like a, a bit of a salmon putting their hands behind their back every every two minutes. It's not yeah. consistent. I, we say this, we said, we said this numerous times on this show, and you'll say it with your mates in the pub, consistency is the biggest bugbearer when it comes to referees and officials in any form of sport. We know it's an opinion. We know it's opinions, but these opinions are costing people money at the end of the day. And, it's, and we know that the pound note means so much. So why is it not? Everything means everything. Yeah, means everything. So why is it not being looked at? Mane was their best player. Now, if he gets yeah. sent off, I'm not still going to be this guy that's going to say, hey, Arsenal win that game. Because, listen... I love Arsenal, but, you know, it give me heart palpitations every time. And even if Liverpool were down to 10, you still couldn't guarantee anything. Yeah. But it changes the game. And that was the whole point. There's now an unfair advantage that a guy has elbowed someone or forearm smashed him and has stayed on the stayed on the pitch. They've also scored a... He, he was involved pretty much in most of the goals. Jota scored a goal handball in it. 
you know, it, where does that where does that work? It seems to be this big thing. I know Jose Mourinho is not my thing, but he kind of does allude to this. There's an agenda for certain clubs for it to work mm-hmm. and for it not to work, and it seems to be falling kindly to Liverpool yet again this season. What what, what, what I will now. say what I will say is is this I'll say the the referee's performance was almost um, like how everyone was expecting the match to go. So everyone mm. expected Liverpool to dominate, which they did. I'll get onto the performance in a second. Everyone expected uh, Liverpool to dominate, to run the show, and to control things. And I and I sort of felt like the ref was just there to oversee, like. Um, like uh, um, just to make sure Liverpool were all right, you know what I mean. Just it, they weren't there to really get involved in the game, or VAR weren't really there to get involved in the game. It was just like Liverpool going to beat Arsenal. We're just here to um, to yeah, just make sure everything runs smoothly, sort of thing. But there was a there was a few decisions in there that definitely should have been looked at. I mean, um, but with with Liverpool's performance, that's probably um, uh, the the best. Yeah. The best first half performance. I'll probably. I'm trying to think if I've seen a better one. Like I'm think about through the years, but like they came it, out of the blocks, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they were really did. It, it 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 felt to me at home watching. I felt stifled. Like I could picture myself being in that game and just thinking, Panic. It was like they had twelve. It was like they had twelve men. Like a lot of the time, it looked like we, did we have one guy less or whatever. We just couldn't get out. They stifled us. Um, we didn't get near to Van Dyke or Gomez. Um, then when, when we did get close to them, Van Dyke was just smashing this pass. And I was just thinking, that one's got to go out of play. It's got to. He's over here. Yeah. He must have. And it was just falling at, at Salah's feet. He was open. Mane was running wild. The, the full-backs were overlapping. Unbelievable first-half performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Van Dyke had um, the sat-nav out for sure. Um, range of you, know, you know what? If... I, I don't want to say this, but I strongly believe that if we had Martinez in goal on on uh, on Monday night, we don't, don't be that guy, two, we don't concede two two of those goals at least. Nah, we don't. Really? We don't concede them goals. For me, what? I think we we've, we've sold him for the fact that we need money, and someone bidded for him. The fact that. The amount of crosses Liverpool put in that box, I think me and Mo were speaking about it at the time. Mm-hmm. The amount of crosses they put in that box in that first half that Leno didn't come for or flapped at or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Martinez would just come claim that, calmed it down. The pressure mm-hmm. that he would have taken off Arsenal at those times would have been perfect for, for that game. Yeah, and yeah. For me, we've we've been looking for a number one for how many years and he's been right under our noses in my in my eyes he's been there set, being sent out alone left right and center and i think we've made a huge mistake letting him go huge mistake yeah. think about the games he played last season as well the fa cup semi final uh was it clean sheet against man city i think it was in that semi final yeah. chelsea in the final liverpool twice obviously as well and he's gone to Villa, kept two clean sheets. Yeah. Guys, yeah. Villa haven't played Liverpool yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, mean, you know, I see this and I, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm not having where people no. are coming up and down on, on, on Leno. I, I, to, to say about Martinez, uh, <laughs> guys, we've, we, let him do it for a whole season. Yeah, 
let's see when the pr- the pressure is is re- like really there with with mm. Villa. Um, you can make you can have loads of shots taken at you and, and make a couple of good saves. And I'm not taking anything away from Martinez, but mm. the fact that overnight someone's saying that Martinez is better than Leno for me, I can't, I can't. Have yeah, but 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 Sam, but Sam, this is the thing. The, the 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 good thing about Martinez and why I'm not I'm not saying you know we we get anything out of Liverpool, um, but the thing with Martinez is it's the things like it's not the saves it's all the other stuff yeah. it's the coming for crosses it's the ball at his feet it's the talking it's the command he commands his area so much better like you, in the whole. What, what was he playing for? Four or five months he played. I don't think I ever saw him come for a cross and flap and, and punch it across. Because when you do that, generally, nine times out of ten, you're going to hear it out to one of their other players on the other side who swings it back in. And, and Leno pretty much does that on eight out of ten crosses. I think what Aaron's saying on that last goal is the ball comes in the box and uh, David Luiz headers it. It's not a great header because he's not in a great position to head it. But if Martinez is in that goal at that time, he comes yeah, and he takes that one hundred percent. That one, you mm. know what I mean? And I think I think it's just them little bits. And with Arsenal's defence as it is, with like your David Louise and your holdings and stuff like that, they don't need to be any more nervous than they already are because <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you make them any more nervous than they already are, and it's it's a calamity. But um. But, you know, I mean, it's definitely on Arsenal. I mean, I saw us do some crazy stuff. I saw us giving it to each other from centre-back to centre-back in the six-yard box. I mean, I I know we want to play out from the back, but if you're going to do that for holding to then clear it 60 yards, you might as well just clear it 60 yards. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? But... um, I think the thing... I think the tactics were trying... knew they were going to press, try and draw them in to then escape, mm. but... You know, they, they know that that's what people are going to do. That's what everyone's tried to do against them. And they just executed mm. everything all around that pitch. Liverpool executed it perfectly. And that is honestly the best I've seen them play um, ever since the return of football, since we had the, the break. Um, mm. That is that is the best. And you know what? You've got to think about it. The last, since the break, Arteta has played them three times. He's won, two, won twice. You know, they, yeah. had, they had something to prove and that they came out and did it. I still think VAR would have... Um, you know, played a big part, could have played a bigger part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally, if honestly, if Mane got sent off, tell me, I'd like to argue with someone that says to me that wasn't a red. Um, yeah, I'd, exactly. I'd love to see what their explanation was um, if they if they thought it wasn't. So, as I say, you use, lose Mane, or I think actually makes things tick because at least he's not trying to take the ball off people's toes like Salah. You know, um, <laughs> you know, so I think he's their main main guy. You know, you know, take him out. They've got to switch it around. I'm not saying, and yeah. to be honest, look at their, look at their bench. It was only really Jota. We've had this discussion. Jota that could obviously can come on, and I think just without Mane having that extra creativity and having that extra man, we might have been mm. able to get out a little bit more. But mm. you know, congratulations, Liverpool. I say they were they're definitely the better side on on the night. And uh, yeah, hopefully um, another MOM um, for VAR again. <laughs> um, but uh, before Liverpool fans do come at me even more, because we spent a good good deal of time talking about a defeat for Arsenal, it, it hurts still. Let's get onto someone that's maybe not having the best of times, um, more so than than that, that night that Arsenal had is uh, Mr. Pep Guardiola. 
we calculated we are what around sort of the four hundred million pounds yeah. on defenders. Um and my question then, I'm going to start with you as well, Mo, because Pep's come with big pedigree. One, no mm-hmm. doubt, won some big trophies. Yeah, but there always becomes a bit of a shelf life with Pep at some mm-hmm. point. So, even with the resources he has, as we just said, just defenders alone, four hundred million, is Pep myth or legend? Pep's a legend, man, and I won't have anyone. <laughs> I won't have anyone. I won't have anyone say otherwise. Um, I've got a couple of points on this. One of them is, you know, you get people that say, "Oh, you know, he spent all this money. He does this. He does that, and he hasn't won the Champions League." It's one thing winning competitions, and it's another thing winning them in style. Pep Guardiola's the way Pep Guardiola plays. Most of these people that want to say, oh, he's finished, he's this, he's that. If they took over even a Sunday team, they'd have them playing out from the back. So I don't, I don't understand this, this, like, this narrative around him, like, oh, he's overrated. The, people that, the very people that say this will be the same people when they get on a pitch saying, get it down, get it off the keeper. These are all things that Pep brought to us. You know what I mean? Pressing, this this intense press. I mean, I know Klopp used to do it, but it wasn't on the same level as Barcelona's press. So all of these things that all these coaches and managers and, and players are trying to do now have come from Pep. Like, so you can't then turn around and say, oh, oh Pep's a fraud, he's this and that. <laughs> it just it don't work out like that. And And the brand of football he plays is enjoyable to watch. Yeah? So regardless of whether... You know, he's he, he, all right. He didn't win a trophy last season, but he come to the Premier League. He started delivering 99 points a season, 95 plus points a season on a regular basis. He's risen the, the standard of Liverpool. He won every domestic trophy for about two or three years. It's you can't just you can't just write someone off after one one bad season. It's crazy. Um, in my opinion, however. On the flip side of this, yeah, <laughs> looking at <laughs> looking, looking at like you're getting closer to the fence, Mo. At, <laughs> <laughs> you just realised looking at Pep's yeah. face, looking at Pep's face, and looking at his interviews that he's having with a journalist now, where he's basically saying nothing. It's like he doesn't want to be there. I've got an inkling that if it doesn't work out for him coming up to Christmas, and they're way off of it, I think it will be a mutual parting of the ways. Um, and he'll have another sabbatical. But then that's what. Where, did, where does I he go? Where does Nowhere. he go? He's not, he won't go anywhere. He'll have he'll have rest of this season off, and maybe into the next season off, maybe eighteen months off, and then he but goes then, again after that's that. That's why people call him a fraud because things don't go his way, and he leaves. Like surely you've built this team up. You spent four hundred million on defenders. Uh, surely. You go out and at least give it another year or two. You don't. Mm. I think he's just that. That's why people. I get. Obviously, there's there's no argument that he is one of the greatest coaches ever. There's no argument about that. But there is people. I I agree with people that call him call him a fraud at times because there's little mm. things that he does that warrants it. I mean. Mm. 250 million of that 400 million are just for six defenders that he doesn't even play. 
or or mm. sold since or just sent out on loan. It's it's mad. Like mm. fifty eight million on Concello, fifty million on Stones. Neither a first choice. Danilo, I don't even know if he's at the club anymore. He was like thirty million. Otamendi and Mangala, forty million apiece. Jesus Christ! And they're not even first teamers. And then they, he's going <laughs> Ake for forty million. He's not going to be a first teamer. You know how, Eighty million. Do you know how mad that is? <laughs> like it's like, oh, this defender's made two mistakes. Now I'm going to go and spend sixty million on another one. Like, yeah, so guys, for me, Pep, I'm going to call him a legend, um, purely on the basis of, if you look at the fact that he's not obviously involved um, at the manager, when it comes to transfers, you've got to remember, guys, he's not involved at every step of the way. If you've seen the All or Nothing documentary um, when it was City, when they were bringing Mendy in, is you know five or six heads that are obviously involved when it comes to making transfers. They've kind of got the the notes based on what Pep is looking for. Um, they go out and, and obviously scout, track, evaluate, put bids in. You know, it's not all down to the head coach anymore because that was back in the day when it came from your Vengas and your Fergies who were classed as, as managers. He's reliant on on that team. Um, I'd also say he'd like to think that. You know, based on the players he's got, he's always got the best out of them, and it doesn't necessarily mean that some me, me, you, uh, you guys basically could go in and suddenly get, you know, win what he's done with that team. Because if you look over at Madrid, the team hasn't changed too much since Adan came back in, and he started to win things with that team. You know, I think that it's not all down to the expenses of what they've spent um, down there. It's about the whole whole package and and delivering the everything all, all together so I'm not going to put a, I'm not going to put the myth thing I do agree with you Aaron though that I think he does need to kind of stick it out when things do get tough mm-hmm. so he doesn't ruin that ruin that reputation too much because you don't want to come across you don't want to be that guy no. for me mm. that's what I, in my opinion that's kind of what Jose Mourinho does eventually you know he's like you know what when it does go bad he makes it worse so he gets the payout Mm. <laughs> Pep walks away. Pep normally walks away without the payout. Jose makes it worse and takes the payout. You know. Yeah. So I, I still have him down as a legend, and yeah, look, rightly so. Anyone that coaches now, anyone that plays, anyone that says that, oh yeah, we're ballers, we like to play. Let me tell you, every inch of what they do has something that's come from that Barcelona team that Pep created. One hundred percent. No one can tell me otherwise. Because even when uh, people start playing out the back, you're talking about your sweeper keepers. Mate, Victor Valdez was one of the first to be out there, Jim, mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't originally that sort of guy, but Pep made him into that guy, in my opinion, anyway. Um, mm. So listen, I, I'm I'm having him as, as a legend, and you know, even long after Pep goes, people will look back at what he, he's done for football. Um, and that team and how many times you go it doesn't mean non-league how many times I hear non-league managers you've got five seconds to win the ball back where's that come from <laughs> yeah you know, yeah this guy this guy is a legend and anyone that doesn't think that but boy I'd like to see you know who, who do class as a as, as a manager of, of legend status at that point especially as the guy has gone and still gone on to, to win things everywhere he's gone and adapted um, his football in, in the, against various styles of, of, of play as well. So, yeah, let, can, legend can, for me. Can he do it on a budget with an average team? I thought you were about to say a cold, 
Tuesday night. What I will say to you is this, Aaron. I believe that he makes any player better. Any player. Yep. Any player better. So I believe that any group he gets, he will deliver better than what they're currently delivering. Except for maybe Jurgen Klopp. So if we're looking in the Premier League, I think he can deliver. But I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it is down to getting the right profile of player. But I just believe that Pep shows people another level, another side to football. And how much? Then these are players that won everything year in, year out before he was there. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think he makes. I think he makes. He makes every team better, and I, I think that's the same with Klopp as well. I think it, both them two, they make any team that they go into um, perform at the the highest. Listen, if you had a choice, and you look at the managers when it comes down to it, you know, forgetting the club, or let's say, let's say Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is at is now at Liverpool, it's created, you know, he's after Klopp, and Pep's still where he is at, like you said, maybe a bit of a more average team. People are going to go and pay for Pep. Yeah. Even yeah. if he was at an average side, like Chelsea yeah. or something. Yeah, so if, you, if you, what, all right. So, 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 all right. I've got a question for you, boys. So, right. Let's, Arsenal, who do we take, Pep or Klopp? Neither. We've got Arteta. Yeah, we got Arteta. No, uh... no, 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 no. No, just hypothetically. Who do you, who do we take? I'll take Klopp. I'm taking the Klopp, yeah. I'm taking Klopp. You say Klopp? Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Klopp. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't compare Pep to Klopp. I compared him to Oli Gola Solskjaer, by the way. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Who do you uh, take? You, you do Guardiola. Who? Um, uh, I, well, uh, I, I really... I, I like, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Pep. I'll go with Pep. And I really like Klopp. I really like Klopp as well. But I think, I just think I'll go with Pep. I, I, Pep's the guy. I like I like his football. I like what he does. I like how he makes his teams play. So I think I'll go with Pep, but not by much. What would he do to Arsenal's defence? If they could be able to defend without actually having to defend. You know that one? <laughs> yeah. Because when they actually have to, problem. Yeah. What 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 Pep's good at is making teams good at defending without actually having to defend, and yeah. I think that's what Arsenal needs. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah, I, I just you know we just the thing is right now how it is Arsenal would need that little bit of passion piece, and that's yeah. actually we. I'm not saying, oh, listen, I'm not. Please, guys, don't shoot me down here. I am not saying Arteta is Pep. I'm not saying Arteta is Klopp. What yeah. I am saying is that actually what he's trying to install is a kind of a bit of a both approach yeah. with the pair of them. He's mm. trying to get that sort of football that Pepper's kind of installed, but he's also trying to get that bit of discipline factor, that bit of passion and desire that Klopp brings into mm. his players. And mm. he's trying to piece that together. I think that is what we're trying to get. And please do not quote me saying he's, the, he's bit of both as in, this guy is going to be as good as them right now. He, Arteta is not. I think Arteta has all the ability to be at some point as good as them, um, just with how he how he thinks. But 
Um, I wouldn't go um, get ahead of myself just yet. But I think, I think behind Pep and Klopp, he's probably the best coach in the Premier League. Behind Pep and Klopp. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Again, Brendan, I'm an, I'm an Brendan Rogers. We got to remember, yeah. Rogers, I was actually going to say Bielsa, mate. You got to remember where everyone's. Bielsa's oh, like the 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 old generation. He's the last of that generation where a lot of these managers look up to him. They all have his book by their. How bench. could I forget Bielsa? He's the reason why Leeds are my second team and why I'm still standing by top <laughs> six to eight in the Premier League. Did you say Leeds are your second team? I just, no, hear, no, I just heard, every, that I saw the double scarf, Aaron. Oh, oh my God. Everyone, everyone said, no, 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 no. On this podcast, we need to my second team. Second team, you know, I'm asking for it through. But we'll, we'll let people stew and come back at you with you double scarf. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's get onto another conversation. Always a good, always a good topic. Um, we had this coming in from, from Twitter for people to ask us. Um, underrated, overrated players. <laughs> now, this is this ain't easy, by the way. And this is definitely... I know you lot on Twitter just wanted to put some targets on our back for this one as well. <laughs> so, and you know what, lads? I'm, I'm going to try, try and kick off. Yeah, because I, like, I like my rants. But my overrated <laughs> player is Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, he's now, a, United he's... boys, let's get ready for this. Yeah? Right and I, as I say, I'll take all the acts in the world. I don't <sighs> care. At UK Samomi, all day long, United <laughs> fans. Because I'll just put the picture up of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer every time. So it don't matter. But <laughs> overrated, I say this. Penalty merchants, I don't care what level of football you play at. When you turn around and say, hey, listen, that man scored 10, 15 goals this year. Listen, when 12 of them are from the spot, get out of my face. <laughs> And when you win it, when you win them because you've absolutely ballerinaed over someone's foot, or like he did last year, kick someone else, yeah, and got a penalty, and everyone's going the savior, the savior. Tell me where he is now, because I ain't seen him. I think he's still on quarantine in Portugal somewhere. <laughs> because I'm not having it. I, listen, I, there's, there's little abilities where he, he hits this. We all get obsessed with these passes. I love Thiago. And everyone, I see everyone jumping up on Thiago. I love him. I'm not going to dispute that. But his first game, sideways, sideways. Good football. Works for that system. But let's not overhype it. And this yeah. is what I'm saying. Very good. Bruno Fernandes is a good player. I'm not saying he's not. But you lot are hyping him. And he's getting overrated, in my opinion, for what the, the level of where they're putting him. I think, personally, ability-wise, I actually think that Pogba, for me, is a better player than Fernandez. 100%. And this is why he, Bruno Fernandez gets more hype than Pogba. Overrated for me. And before you come on to me again, I'm going to go back on to the underrated players. <laughs> I still think Danny Ings is not given the props he should do. I think this guy is for me, one of the elite strikers in the Premier League. Yet, he finds himself still at Southampton. Ings is a good shout, man. At Southampton, the guy is bang. Listen, the guy is always close to 20 goal goal marks. And anyone who wants to judge me about strikers, just remember what I said to you about um, Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah. Danny Ings, Danny Ings, 
is the player that should be in a top six side and he'll mm. score you them goals. Listen, if, if Lacazette ever did leave and we, we did that, for me, I'd quite enjoy having Danny Ings play between the posts there. I'd have, I'd have Danny Ings over Lacazette any day. But, like, and listen, I, but, like, but I, think he's under, I don't think people talk about there. him enough. I don't see him on the timeline. <laughs> I don't see people gassing him up. But we'll, we'll gas up Rashford, who, you know, I like Rashford, but how many, how many footballs do they go through? Now there's no fans. It must take them weeks to go and get that back from <laughs> row eight. Oh, the bloody gods! Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, no. Listen, I like I like the players, but let's not let's not get it twisted. Danny Ings for me is is um, you know is, take uh, look, Harry Kane is is a, is a good player, but oh my god, listen, that Danny Ings for me is the next best uh, best UK striker um, yeah. in the Prem for me. Liverpool went after him, didn't it? It was yeah. no, no fluke that he was at Liverpool. He just got a horrible injury there. We're probably lucky that he got that horrible injury there because if you add that to what they've got now, we'd, we'd be in bigger trouble than we already all are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to go next, Aaron? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I had Bruno Fernandes as mine, but I had, uh, he was my second choice anyway. I'm not going to I'm not gonna rant like uh, Sam. <laughs> rant, rant, I'm, rant. I'm, I'm literally going to say my, my most overrated player followed by one word <laughs> David, David De Gea fraud that's all I'm going to say oh, I don't need to say anything else this podcast will go on for two hours if, if I do uh, underrated oh man I've got, I've got three on my list at the moment uh, I'm going to go with my first my first choice as Wijnaldum I think he he's been superb, absolutely superb, and he goes under the radar a lot. Fabinho gets a lot of plaudits now. Obviously, Thiago will get them next, but he just goes about his business and he's integral to the way Liverpool play. Uh, other than that, the other two I had on my list uh, they were Johnny Evans and Lewis Dunk. Yeah, mm. what Evans has Evans has done to to Leicester. That experience, man, you can't put a price on that. You can't put a price of what he's done to, to Leicester. Fardy would get all the plaudits as he should, but Evans, even against City, you can just tell him back in that defence just shores everything up. Hmm. What yeah. about you, Mo? Um, okay, overrated for me. Um, I only really looked at top six. Overrated for me is Deli Ali. <laughs> I mean, this guy, like, I heard Ray Parler say that Arsenal should buy him, and I was thinking about disowning Ray Parler as an Arsenal legend, <laughs> because I don't know what he was thinking when he said, like, Deli Ali, yeah, he's not, he's, he's, he's got a problem, and the reason why he's got a problem is because he's not anything, he's not a 10, he's not an 8, he's not a 6, he's not a striker. Potuccino found a formation that, that, that had him and, um, Ericsson snug around um, Harry Kane and they could all get in the box and balls came into the box. They had flying wing backs and it was a lovely, lovely formation that suited Deli Ali. But now it's gone. And I actually heard this on the radio. I said, like, what they were saying was that now Deli Ali is actually playing at the level that Deli Ali is. So all of those other years, he was superseding what he was possibly capable of, like going above and beyond. And now we're just seeing what Deli Ali is. 
this is what he is. He, he can't be a ten. He ain't got. He ain't really got. He ain't great on the ball. He does a good running behind, but apart from that, I mean, they were going on about all these goals he scored and this and that, and he does. He gets on. He gets in the box and he and he gets on the end of a few chances. But I mean, in your build-up play, in in your the rest of your overall game, Deli Ali does next to nothing. Next to nothing, in my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I hear that. I hear he's, that. He's not, he's not technically, he's, he's not technically good enough. Oh, look, listen, I'm not saying that. You know, he's, he, of course he's technical, but for a professional footballer, a ten has to be way more technical than he is, and he just, he just isn't that. It's yeah. Simply put, he just isn't that. Um, so Delhi Delhi Ali will go in my overrated and my underrated I'm going to stay with an English player it's going to be Joe Gomez now um, we did a top 10 uh, about 10 mates and I think I was the only one who had Joe Gomez in the top 5 I'm not sure Um, what what people don't understand about Joe Gomez is yeah and this is talking as a centre back yeah he is unbelievable, a one a one on one defender. Yeah, this you can't buy this. This is why Pep has a problem. To play the way Pep and Klopp want to play, your two centre backs have to be happy defending one on one. Yeah, I know Liverpool got Van Dijk, but when Liverpool have Van Dijk and Matip, it's not the same as when they've got Van Dijk and Gomez because Gomez is an outstanding one v one defender. And I just don't think, as a as a centre off, even for England, he don't get as much credit as he should. He should be England's first choice. I mean, Harry Maguire goes in there ahead of him. There's no way, no way. I'm telling you, Joe Gomez for me is in the top five centre backs in the Premier League. That's how much I rate him as a being a centre back. <laughs> I'm speaking uh-huh. on that one, but. Uh... You don't. You, you don't. You well. You got Johnny Evans as your underrated <laughs> side, <laughs> mate. I take Johnny over Joe all day long. You take Johnny Evans over who? Gomez. Yeah. All day you see long. what I mean, Sam? All day long. Uh, all day long. Uh, Aaron. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Aaron? What was that, sorry? Who would you take? Evans over Gomez? Yeah, 100%. All day long. Who, me? Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm not having that one, I've got to say. But I think I'll side with Mo on that one. I think Gomez is adaptable, especially the fact that, yeah, you know, plays right back, centre-half, and look comfortable against some of the sort of top players in in the league. Yeah, not going to not going to take that away from him. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see what people have got to say. Once we put this out, um, you know, we'll put a little poll again on Twitter against um, each of our overrated, underrated and see who uh, people agree with the most um, in, in a little poll. Uh, I'll be interested to see who people side with. Um, but uh, that is almost full time uh, playing out from the back. Um, we will catch our predictions on the the next segment um and uh Aaron will be going through that league table I don't think I had a good week um especially you know when you're not going to have a good week when it comes to betting and games 
because West Ham beat Wolves. So then you know it's never going to be right. But uh, listen, we're Draw Lion, episode four. It's been our pleasure. Look out for you on Twitter. Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. Cheers, boys. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.